Now back to the Midday Grind with Martin and Marlo on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Getting fired, but I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I Welcome back to 1235 Midday Grind, 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com. Charlie Marlowe, Martin Kilcoin, Brian Hoffman, Matt Rocchio, Kenny Wallace, our guy. Tuesdays with Kenny. He's the perfect guest, Martin. In every way, but for our previous conversation, let's start with that. Kenny Wallace, you're a man of the people. You're a man of St. Louis, of Jeffco, but also as a racer, you've been all around the South. We were talking about this earlier. St. Louis, are we Midwest? Are we kind of in the middle of the Midwest and the South? How would you describe St. Louis geographically, culturally, yeah. et cetera? Yeah, we, we are the truest Midwest town in the United States. No there is take that, there Chuck. Is no, take that, Chuck. Yeah, there is there is no other town as Midwest than us, and here's why. Now, you can hear the, you can hear my my uh, all my years in you know working for Fox Sports. So remember, and here's why. So I'm going to tell you why we are the truest Midwest town. First of all, we are not Oklahoma, uh, but here's here's the big deal about St. Louis. We are so frugal. Midwest represents, you know, a bar on every corner. $20 bill is everything to us. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to waste money. Uh, you will buy something. We have regrets. We want to take it back. We fight <laughs> with, you know, each other over, you know, sports. You know, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's just it. I mean, I, I just know these things, that we are the truest Midwest town in the United States. He just convinced me. That was a great description. Yeah, I just think I was approaching it more geographically. I feel like we're kind of right in the middle. Does Missouri have some southern isms to it? You go a little further into the south, and it does feel a little more like the south. But I think St. Louis, we're smack dab in the middle. Who better to ask than Kenny Wallace, fresh off a victory Friday night. Congrats, my man. Gateway Dirt Nationals. Uh, Tell the folks who weren't there what happened. Martin, I'm going to tell you. I've won a lot of big NASCAR races in my career. To be exact, I've won nine NASCAR Xfinity races, you know, big ones against, you know, listen, I won a race against Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Mark Martin breathing down my ass at Richmond, Virginia. Uh, You get my point. But, you know, I was born and raised uh, off Jefferson Street at Lutheran Hospital. And on Friday, Saturday, uh, we had, the United States' biggest dirt races inside the dome. You are helping me remind everybody about this. Uh, listen, the place holds 58,000 people. We had a good, gosh, I, I, you know, on Thursday night, there was it was a three-day extravaganza. The bars were filled. The hotels were sold out downtown. But here's the bottom line. 52 race cars entered. They only start 20 of them. They whittle them down. I qualified fifth out of 52. I won my heat race, and I won the big the big A main on uh, Friday night. And winning, winning in front of my hometown, it's it's not realistic, but it was real. It happened. Uh, my focus level was an all time high, and uh, we pulled it off. And uh, you know, like I said, I won all those NASCAR races, but winning that dirt race. 
was everything because, you know, I had family there, uh, you know, my grandbabies, my wife, all my friends, my high school buddies. And, uh, you know, t- to this day, um, when I look back at all my victories, you know, Bristol, Tennessee was a good one at night. Oh, uh, you know, Mark Martin challenged me for the win. And, and these are great race car drivers. So that win Friday night inside the dome, uh, gosh, was it great. We got the trophy in the shop, and it's a good time. And Kenny's also a great, well, he's a bit, well, I'll just stop there, right? Great citizen, but just a great ambassador for the sport. Our buddy Lance out of Milwaukee, mm-hmm. his dad owns a uh, car dealership in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, in the uh, heart of what Charlie would call the West, also known as the Midwest. But his dad called Lance Allen, our buddy, correspondent, on Friday night and said, you tell Martin to get us some tickets to go to the Gateway Dirt Nationals. So Lance was texting and joking, Dad, I got to work. I didn't realize Lance's dad used to run on some local tracks up there. So I had Kenny cut a little video down at the Dome specific to Lance's dad, and it made their weekend. His dad was, like, so excited, and he's coming down next year. He will be there in the house for the Gateway Dirt National. Thank you for doing that. I know you're a man who has a broad – Kenny will just send out a video of himself, like, hey, these are my morning thoughts, and it gets, like, 80,000 views. This was a video for one (laughs) – person only and i appreciate you doing that videos are easy and, and fun for me to do you know we, we should never have to explain ourselves but i do do those those videos and you know i tell people i say hey it's therapeutic for me it's easy for me to do my my social media does not affect my work style my work habit i'm in you know i'm into sports psychology i'm into trying to do the right thing in life and one thing i learned is that uh if we let social media start affecting our workplace, our work habits, then we've got an issue. But, hey, I grab my phone. It's just so easy for me to do. I work hard. I work in my race shop. You know, you know you'll know, you see where I'm not on social media for a day because I'm working hard. But uh, doing that video for your friend is it's fun, you know, because, you know, the phone – the phone's kind of a funny deal. I mean, it's relatively new, so I still get a big kick <laughs> that we can communicate like this. So all good. Kenny Wallace, do you ever feel like you're kind of addicted to your phone, though? Because you are so good at social media. And this is not specific to you, the, the question I'm asking. But I, I'm the same way where I feel like I pick up my phone, I put it down. Oh, my gosh, I pick it right back up 27 seconds later. I love Twitter. However, I just deleted the Facebook app from my phone because I was tired of looking at it. So now I'll only go to Facebook at my work computer. And I feel like sometimes we're just on our phones too much, though, and letting kind of the world pass us by. You have a good quality uh, because I'm in the same, you know, boat as you. I, I go into uh, I go into these negative thoughts like, oh, gosh, I shouldn't do that. You know, uh, I will say this. You know, I think we all feel the same way. You know, now I know this sounds a little weird, but this is true. I watched a very good video of, you know, the word dopamine is something that feeds our brain good feelings. And believe it or not, social media, they say it. I mean, I'm not, this isn't Kenny Wallaceism. This is true. Uh, the reason we all are always checking our phones, just like people are addicted to smoking cigarettes or drinking Coke or Pepsi, there's dopamine in our brain. And that cell phone, it, it, it activates that in our brains. And that's why nobody, I mean the nobody, uh, there are a few people that still have their pocket phones, and, and I don't know how the hell they've done it. But, uh, yeah, so it is quite a phenomenon. 
and I, I think that it's good that we keep tabs on ourselves. You know, uh, you know, go in the movies, turn your phone off, go, go to dinner, you know, respect everybody that's around you. Uh, you know, block all the people you don't like. If there's somebody that's constantly talking crap, get rid of them. Just block them. Mute them. Uh, you, yeah, mute them. You, you, we should surround ourselves with like-minded people that make us happy. Don't. Don't try to be tough and challenge people. That that's too much work. Life should be fun. So yeah, I'm with you, Charlie. And, you know, listen. If you want to get rid of Facebook, I totally understand it. And uh, a year ago, I got rid of everything for two months because I felt like I was over communicating and I was burned out in life. You know, like down at the dome, my race car was in an area where all the fans could be, and I loved it. But you know, I literally. Uh, I'm a Midwestern boy. I work. I I do my own work on my race car, and it shocks the fans. They don't understand. Oh my God, he works on his own car. So that was over communicating to me too. I needed to go in a room with my race car and do my own deal. So same thing with social media. It's it burns you out. It's over communicating. So uh, I agree with you. And sometimes I do that. I I get rid of it. Just get rid of it. And then my wife says, "You got to get back on. Your fans <laughs> want to know where you're at." So uh, I, I like that. I like that subject because I'm into that. You hit a, you hit a nerve with me. And that leads me into my next question, which is kind of the opposite, though, because you do have almost 320,000 Twitter followers. I'm sure you saw the video from Nelly. He's a big time St. Louis icon. He put it out there with Bryce Harper. We do need our St. Louis celebs to maybe throw some videos out there saying, bring Bryce to St. Louis. Maybe you could get NASCAR Nation on board. So, uh, first of all, I'm going to start out fun with this, okay? When we won that big race Friday night in the Dome, you know, I mean, you know, when you win, you know, you go to Victory Lane, right? It's all on, you know, uh, everybody's watching. So, at the end of my interview, I said, hey, I got one more thing to say. And they said, yeah. And I said, oh, you can find me in St. Louis. Water gun <laughs> spray, rain all day. Some got jobs and some sell yay. Others just smoke and race all day. <laughs> and I said, home of the red fox. And so anyway, I ended there. So, so we, you know, hey, listen, the St. Lunatics, man. You know, Nelly, I mean, his, his lunatics went to Valley Park. Uh, so, I mean, listen, we're proud of Nelly. Uh, it, it's like Steven Tyler from Aerosmith said, you know, America's greatest rock and roll band. Steven Tyler said, hey, I like what that Nelly's doing, man. He, all his songs are about his city, you know. So, you know, whether it's Taylor Swift, she's got to go in deep thoughts and everything is about her life and her love life. You know, we got <laughs> Nelly. Here we got Nelly and every every damn song Nelly's got, you know, is batter up on the first to swing. I mean, everything's about St. Louis. So, uh Good on Nelly, man. I'm a, I love it. And uh, Bryce Harper loves him. And uh, hey, listen, not everything has to be, you know, mature, or perfect. I mean, hell, <laughs> if it takes Nelly, if it takes Nelly to get to it and Bryce Harper together, don't laugh about it. Embrace it because, uh, you know, listen, we all admire. Listen, I admire, I admire, I admire all you. I, I, I love Five Ninety a fan. I'm a big fan of yours. So let let's get. Uh, Let's get Bryce Harper here because of uh, him liking Nelly. Let's right. do it. 
Oh man, I thought I just rolling through those. I thought I was kind of like the the white guy here, and I'm like Kenny reading the lyrics. I love that us doing Nelly. It just yeah. it made me feel better about my rap ability. No, no Martin, like, no. because here's the deal: <laughs> Kenny just perfectly recited yes. the Nelly lyrics. He even changed a couple words. I think that might have been curse words. Perfectly, Yo. I guarantee you, Martin could not could not ring <laughs> off That's two true. or three that lines of a Nelly uh, song. And, and, uh, and he- I had to be, hold one thing, I had to be quick on my toes in Victor Lane because, you know, I could have said the bad word, Mm -hmm. and I said, others just smoke and race all day. Race all day. (laughs) I like how you inserted that. Uh, Last thought here, we're big idea people, we just don't actually execute the plan, me specifically. I want to do Christmas at Kenny's, like an upcoming, maybe the Friday before Christmas or something. Would your wife allow us to do the radio show out there at the Kenny compound? 100%. And uh, we have a good new year's party too so you two are invited if you want to you don't got to stay but if you want to stop by for a beer uh, come on because uh you know i didn't want to have the new year's party this year because they're good and uh kim's like well the bartender wanted to know if he needed us you know he's great so uh also come by for New Year's. But, yeah, let's do the radio show in, in, in from the shop with the race cars around. Maybe, like, Friday the 20th. Hoff, let's get on this. All right, let's make – I seriously want to do this. And we can also – we'll sell some wreaths that day. Your wife makes beautiful Christmas wreaths. We'll get them all. Whatever she's got left, we'll sell them that day. Christmas at Kenny's, you can count on it. Chuck, this is something I'm actually going to make happen, all right? Count mm-hmm. on it, okay? Kenny, let's do it. Let's do it, buddy. Hey, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. And, and, and Martin, listen, from the bottom of my heart, buddy, thank you so much for everything you did promoting uh, this this huge event. Listen, next year is going to be the fourth year. The city of St. Louis is going to start knowing about this event, not not because I say it, but because, you know, there were 30,000 people inside that dome. So uh, you're one of the reasons, and thank you for helping us uh, promote it on uh, Channel 2 News at night and, and here on The Fan. You bet. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. All right, take care. That's Kenny Wallace, Tuesdays with Kenny here on this Midwestern radio show on this Midwestern radio station. I think Nelly, is, doesn't he say here in the Midwest on one of his songs? It's a Midwest thing. Uh-huh. Now, there was Chuck in Toledo hearing that song for the first time. Thinking, no, no, it's South. Nelly, you're wrong. No, let me, let, me, let me give you another example of what I was saying. If you grow up, now we're all sports fans, right? If you grew up where we actually cared... Which we, which we do, not as much anymore because all the conferences have changed, all the teams have changed. But if you're growing up, hold on, Rocky, I know you're going to have a seizure here. But <laughs> look, if I grew up in Ohio, I think, funnier than I, that. Think, have a seizure. I think Big Ten country is the, Mig- the Midwest. Oh. I think SEC country is the South. I think Big 12 country, whatever you want to call I'm that, curious, which Missouri was a part of. Country? Yeah, what do you think of that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's my point, though. Like You brought up the fact that Dakotas are in the Midwest. It's like, okay, but... Is it really? Are, you are the Dakotas up, really like the other Midwestern? You brought states? up sports, and I'm going to say this right now: St. Louis, much, much more a baseball town and 100%. a hockey town than they ever have been a basketball or football town. That's more Midwest than it is South. But my point is, a lot of people in, let's say, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan would say the Big Ten universities 
that they are the Midwest. It's always about the Missouri, yeah, always Missouri the was Ten. in the Big 12, and now they're in the SEC. So, like I said, they're just kind of on the cusp New Jersey's of all these Midwest. different areas. Maryland's not Midwest. And they don't really fit in the SEC because when you in, in, That's in my terms point. of your blink, when I say SEC, you think of the South with Bama and Georgia. That's what's weird about it. But when you think of the Atlantic 10, you think of SLU. And more than that, <laughs> didn't a lot of people agree that the better cultural fit for Mizzou was the Big Ten in the first place? Sure. So I would that, sure. that reinforce the but point what that Mizzou if we were, is Midwest? Yeah, 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 if Mizzou was in the Big Ten, would we be Midwest, Midwest? baby? Oh, then Midwest, baby. So it's all about the Big Ten. You Chuck fraud. would like St. Louis more. If it was big Mizzou time was big state university. Why the do you hate maps? You, the fact that you're, you're basing this just off Power Five conferences shows your East Coast elitism, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, you know, Toledo, we need, Ohio. We need a little break in the action here before the end of the day. Time for a mental health minute, brought to you by our friends at Our Little Haven. It's a mental health minute, brought to you by Our Little Haven. Hi, this is Dr. Lizette Smith with Our Little Haven, bringing you today's mental health minute. For many parents, finding the right time to connect with their child is not always easy. You can help make good use of your interaction time with your child by taking note of times when your child is most likely to talk. These could include before dinner time, at bedtime, or in the car. When you find the time that is right for your family, encourage communication by starting the conversation. You can show you care about what is happening in their lives by taking an active interest in their likes. These little conversations will help build a strong parent-child relationship that is crucial for healthy development. Our Little Haven works with children during their formative years in their lives and the parents that care for them. For more information, go to OurLittleHaven.org. Hey, great to have Scott Hummel in the house yesterday. Unbelievable story. I love the story. A kid who spent time at Our Little Haven uh, ends up becoming a social worker himself and helping other kids. Great story. Uh, Cardinals.com is where you go to get those holiday packs right now, the bobblehead pack, weekend pack, whatever you're really looking to do in terms of the number of games you want to go to. They have a special package for you. Fun to do it in the uh, stock. A little stocking stuffer. Huh? Cardinals.com slash holiday. I was actually reading it. Then my (laughs) phone started ringing, so I couldn't read it anymore, which is really annoying. It's the bobblehead pack. Weekend pack, which includes games, uh, the Albert Pujols arrival. There's a weekend pack number two. There's the Friday pack. There's a T-shirt pack. Find out more, cardinals.com slash holiday. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Back. Excuse me, excuse me, what did you say? Harper Pack. Harper Pack. See Bryce take on the nap. How great will that be? be Chances he comes here. Go around the panel real quick. 2%? (sighs) I'm going to say 5%. I just feel like, look, the Cardinals move, it has Goldschmidt written all over it. That just feels like a Cardinals move. Don't, Don't you think? Doesn't that feel like something the Cardinals would do? Trade for Paul Goldschmidt, have him play here a year, and try to get a longer deal done? 100%. So there you go. Uh, okay, now this is kind of uncomfortable. Uh, this is about uh, Kirk Reeder's house in southern Illinois, and it's from a, uh, a magazine called TheSouthern.com. So I guess oh, no. See, this is ruin everything. Well, that's I'm Illinois. Sorry. That doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, Woody Shedd features an indoor theater specifically for sports viewing, comfortable leather recliners for all of his buddies. He's even had their names imprinted on the seats. When the Giants are playing the Cardinals, he invites his friends to relax in the shed on their off day, saying he was never a big Cardinals fan until Mike Matheny was named manager, former battery mate of Kirk Reader when he was with the Giants. 
maybe because of the success the Giants had against the Cardinals in the NLC. That's why mm. I was manager. So the shed. Live from the shed, coming your way next February, right before spring training, Chuck. And also maybe a Fox 2 story there as well. Maybe a morning show hit, because apparently it's really, really cool. Uh, studies have been done. Uh, Facebook, like getting a like or a comment on Facebook, seeing that little notification appear, has the same dopamine effect as uh, snorting cocaine. So that's that's a concern for scientists wondering how just addicted we are to social media. I'm telling you, and that's why I did not delete Facebook overall. I took the app off my phone so I won't see those notifications. Now, if I want to go to work on my work computer every once in a while and check, let's say, Facebook once a day, don't you think that's healthier than every time you get that little red icon to just check it constantly? Because that's what they want you to do and get addicted to it. And the like button, again, we've talked about it, but there could be a story, 52 dead because of an earthquake, and then you like it because you want people to know about it. It still just feels a little uncomfortable. Uh, the Middleton family. So John S. Middleton, he owns 48% of the Philadelphia Phillies. He's so he's guy, really speaking out of school here. Yeah, kind of a little bit. I'm not sure how many other minority owners there are. But Middleton comes from a, a family of money. The uh, Middleton family descends from John Middleton, who in 1857 founded John Middleton Company, a Philadelphia retail tobacco shop that evolved into a manufacturer and marketer of pipe tobacco and cigars. John S. Middleton went to Amherst for uh, undergrad Harvard Business School Ooh. to get his MBA. This is weird to me because it's a cigar factory, tobacco. John Milton. It feels like the South to me, Charlie, not the East. John Milton started working there at 16. Is that allowed? Yeah. Did, Back to, in the day. To work? No, but this John S. Milton. So this would have been like 30 years ago. He's kind of a young guy. He's. Well, his birthday's not here. He looks young. Um, but it's weird to me that a 16 year old started working at a tobacco factory. Yeah. He's Different allowed, time. He's not allowed to smoke it. Chuck's it's family like, business. Chuck's acting like this was 100 years ago. 30 years ago. <laughs> he could be on the shop floor sweeping up stuff. Now, if he really Helping wanted load to, crates. You really want to be an elitist, then you name the kid first name, Middleton. Middleton. Mm, Middleton. Uh, I always enjoy this. Big topic, 11 o'clock hour, KMLV, cutting into the SEC title game to let people know that there was a deadly tornado on the ground that could kill people and cause massive damage. But you missed third and eight. Right. Well, they didn't miss third and eight. <laughs> they missed the analysis of third and eight. But uh, this happened a couple of years ago, I believe in Texas. There was a big storm, and uh, this lady was not happy. And I am looking at my screen right now, and all I'm seeing is this idiot giving the damn weather, talking about this stupid-ass tornado that's in Winniewood in Elmore County and, and Davis. And it ain't even anywhere near me. And do you know what is on at 8 o'clock? Criminal Minds. Let me tell you something. My season finale of Criminal Minds, the latter half of it was interrupted because this douchebag was on my damn screen. Criminal Minds. It's important, guys. <sighs> this is this is this is why others hate us. That's America right there. Listen, I never complain she about this. She sounded like she was from the Midwest to me. Ever, whether it's <laughs> Fox Two or another channel. Look, I love football as much as anybody, but there are real actual weather disasters and i'm not i'm not this isn't hyperbole when you say you could actually help save someone's life if there is a tornado around here in other parts of the world or this country if there's a if there's a hurricane it's actually important it's more important than football can we agree on that is it more important than criminal minds that's <laughs> that's really the yeah. debate that's really the question that tony's on criminal minds and now we have picture in picture so you still get to see the plays you can live without the announcers and to be that hostile about it 
We had a hostile she, phone call about it too earlier. Yeah, today, TJ. She seemed like a she seemed like a real delight though that right. gal. Uh, text for John from the eight from the six one eight saying he's been to the shed said it was amazing he was there in two thousand and three that's the end of the day. That Boom. is the end of the day. It's almost one o'clock, which means the door is about to swing open at Fast Eddie's. If you're out driving around, make the trip Alton, Illinois lunchtime hangout. It's the holiday season as Chuck has pointed out. Nobody's working. If you're downtown, you can hop on Route 3 and get on up there to Alton, Illinois. Fantastic menu. Just a fun place to be. Unwind. If you're in sales, maybe you do a couple of business calls while you're having lunch at Fast Eddie's. they got live music going open seven days a week. The tradition continues. Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. You will not go there and eat whatever you want on the, the menu. If you don't like it, if you didn't have fun, you call me on this show. You call me on this show tomorrow and tell, I'll pay you back. How that's how that confident guarantee? I. Wow. That's how confident People I. We're gonna am. go there, love it, and call Correct. them and say they hated it anyway. So. <laughs> I hated it, Kilcorn. I had four of them burgers. <laughs> that's just good Midwestern chivalry, right there. Thank yeah, you. That's you what it is. Thank you, Ohio, Chuck. Out east. I kind of felt like it was Southern charm, but you're right, Midwestern <laughs> chivalry. Oh, see, now you're on my side. Then, if you say that, Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. Doors open at one o'clock. The hard line is coming your way next. Top of the hour on five ninety. The fan. Five, Down, congratulations.